this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, thanks for joining us on AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. This is Season 8, Episode 7. We are already this far in. We will be talking EcoFlower, Style Club, Safe Catch, Be Somebody, and an update on Wicked Good Cupcakes, which we cannot wait to taste. We need to figure out how to make that happen. Don't go away. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Zoe was going to get the whole show in there in her open. <laughs> now we have nothing more to say. I thought we'd just go home after the show music, actually. <laughs> just wrap things up early tonight. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us on tonight's after show of Shark Tank. This is a great show. We had so many interesting products this week. So before we get started, uh, first of all, if you've been watching for a while, you know that Cameron Lewis has been with us for a while, and uh, but unfortunately not the last few episodes. And unfortunately, Cam won't be able to be part of the show any longer. He had a great what? opportunity, so he won't be joining us, but um, the three of us will look forward to sharing your Monday evenings with you or whenever you happen to watch. So, I'm Zoe Hewitt. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zoe Said What. That's Z-O-E Said What. And sitting directly to my left. Wow, you said all that without breathing. I'm pretty sure I was <laughs> breathing. <laughs> I'm Chris Howard. I am to her left. Um, you can find me at Chris Howard Live on both Twitter as well as Instagram. And to my left... Oh, to Chris Howard, or CHL to the laypersons. Left is Constance Dunn. You can find me on Instagram, at Constance Dunn. Also, Twitter, Constance Dunn as well. Well, getting right into it, their EcoFlower started the night off. Megan, she was asking for 400000 in exchange for 10%. And these were basically upcycled flowers yes. that she was making out of various products, bamboo, burlap, right. recycled paper. What did you guys think? Would you want a bouquet of paper flowers? No. See, this was such a great segment because I would, and she brought up so many great market ideas and differentials, particularly when Lori was saying, nah, wouldn't work for me. And I loved when Megan talked about, well, the women I talk to have a different story. And that phrase was so great because it was such a great diplomatic way to pivot, to basically say... Yes, but Mm -hmm. the different story is, and she brought up a great concept that has to do with like different socioeconomic class. She goes, um, Megan said that if somebody spends $50, that's a lot of money on something that's going to be gone tomorrow. And I can really, really relate to that. I'm a very practical pilgrim. I like glamorous things, but especially just starting out with my husband when, you know, back in the day, and I remember he would buy me flowers and it's a beautiful thing, but part of you would go, ugh, because I would just think, it's a practical streak in me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's like a a working class thing or something that you maybe forget when you make millions and millions of dollars, (laughs) 
But um, I loved that she brought that up because it's very important to her marketing. See, but I didn't think that uh, I, I didn't think that it was a relevant argument in terms of uh, convincing somebody that there was really a market until she said her numbers. When she said her numbers, I mean, she was yeah, she had sold a lot. Well, she had sold 2.8 million in the what? first year and a half, and all through her website. That's insane. And to that end, I do love flowers myself, and I'm not into the paper ones. But that said, I know someone who got married a couple of years ago, and she had a paper bouquet. But if and you she can only the- think of one person, that's not a huge market. That's the that's the issue that I have, and that's what the sharks were saying too. They're like. Which would you prefer? And all of the ladies said, I wouldn't prefer flower, uh, you know, I wouldn't prefer paper flowers. When I think of paper flowers, I think of prisoners and how prisoners will make origami flowers for people. Really? Wow. I That's like never... a huge market in prison. Like, they make flowers out of toilet paper and you couldn't tell that, like, no way this is made out of toilet But then you paper. think of prisoners a lot. Of <laughs> um, <laughs> My head is about to kidding. explode right now. I don't know what I'm more shocked by. What? That this is apparently something people know about with paper, paper flowers? flowers in prison or that, like, it's a thing with paper flowers in prison. I think of only paper flowers, like, people selling them on the street. Yeah, My I didn't mind know the prison thing. Where'd you get the prison thing? watch a lot of tv uh, <laughs> it's not just paper and that's what she's trying to say and i right. saw her getting a little testy and i don't blame her because her, her bouquets were very beautiful there's a difference between like a silver uh excuse me a silk polyester flower from the dollar store and what she was putting together and what she was putting together was really great and we didn't even see half of it but if so a guy a differential if a guy brought see i like if i went to a hotel room i was trying to think of this i was like where would oh, i no. be okay seeing flowers that weren't real and it's like Maybe there was, I felt like maybe there was a corporate market for it or something like that in places where they only want to purchase once and they don't want to, restaurants and things like that. But then I thought, you know, people like the real thing. All non. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Live flowers are not the same. And I'm telling you, there's a little <laughs> difference. And there could also be a sub uh, a sub-target that she could do. I don't uh-huh. think she's there yet, and maybe this will down the road. Yeah. But people that are uh, talking about being sustainable... In terms yes. of, I have a well, it's big, eco right. flowers. I, I mean, that's the whole point, right? And I yeah. think, I think, also, I don't know, she's maybe not there yet. <laughs> I think also there's a really big difference in how the flowers look, and maybe to me, some of hers looked like the types of flowers that you do see street right? side. Whereas, like, I love crafting, and I'm in a lot of crafting groups, and while I don't make flowers, I see a lot of people post some flowers that they've made, and they look in the photos like real flowers, and not just sort of those basic ones that you see, but like beautiful lilies and things exactly. like that and they're able to dye the paper in such a way and it's they're really amazing see i would think though like if like let's say you had a fight with your significant other mm-hmm. and you got to go make your significant other happy and you stop by the flower store and you see the paper flowers and you see the real flowers which do you buy well i said all along i, I want the real flowers that yeah. said mm-hmm. i have cats at home who vomit when they eat anything that is alive, so I don't have anything alive in my house. Right. So I can't keep flowers in my house because my cats vomit them up. So in that instance, the paper would be great. <laughs> yes, and some of them are scented as well. So it really yes. depends on the rela- status of the relationship and the woman. So there's a lot of differentials yes. that you're going to be true. calculating at true. your flower store. You're going to be putting it all in your 
calculator. So do you want it, it to out. last longer because the relationship's going good, or do you give it to her on the way out because uh, <laughs> she's not quite worth the real flowers anymore? <laughs> no, I think these are expensive. I mean, these <laughs> flowers—they're yeah, not, not no dollar store right. polyester. <laughs> no, I know they, it was a nice bouquet. That it was a good said, margin. That said, it's $59 for the bridal bouquet, which is significantly less mm-hmm. than you would normally pay for a bridal bouquet. So although right. it sounds expensive, that's that's really not But if that you're getting bad. married, if you're getting married, do you want paper flowers at your wedding? Well, I know someone who did. See, that's the thing. Everybody's... One person, but how many people have gotten married? <laughs> well, <laughs> more than one. <laughs> more than one. <laughs> $2.8 million gross in a year and a half. Yeah, well, see, that was... A, that, no, I think, I think that's what I think was really so impressive was mm-hmm. that she... This girl, so that speaks a tremendous amount about her character, about her uh, desire to go and make this thing happen, and the fact that she was inspired by Shark Tank to yep. launch this entire business, and then goes out and makes $2.8 million mm-hmm. in a very short period of time is just ridiculous. I think she mm-hmm. shocked everybody. She shocked me. Mm-hmm. She shocked the sharks. And she didn't shock you, apparently. <laughs> One of the things that was I also really interesting about her is that uh, she realized that coming on Shark Tank would give her a bump in sales, and also she wanted to be able to say to them that she had a bump in sales, so she took out an ad, and right. she got $100,000 in sales mm-hmm. in just the day before she came on the show. 25000 of that was for weddings, but she did say usually about six to 13000 And she spent so, $4,000 extra on the ad. On the ad. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. A pretty good return. You That's know, a great return. You could do that all day if you could, yeah. So uh, the way it broke down is that she spent $700 of her own money. She does have a business partner uh, who owns 25%. Uh, And then she also went to an investment firm. And uh, they put in 30000 for 50%. So really, she does she not ring. own a I lot know. of this company. She only owns 25%, which also explains why she was only offering the 10 to begin with. Basically, everyone said they weren't really into it until we got to Damon, who said that he would offer the 400000 but for 25%. Uh, she did counter at 20 so that all of them would be equal partners and got a deal. Were she, you surprised by the deal? I was surprised that she got any offer whatsoever with the dilution of equity that she had. She only had 25% of the company herself. So she really wasn't, I mean, if she was planning on having her partners be bought out, she should have come in saying, we're going to buy my partners out for X amount. This is what I want to buy them out. But just that that secret piece of information that doesn't come out until the end, that she only owns 25% of the company she's pitching is ridiculous. I'm just shocked that she got an offer. Well, I also thought that that was a little bit nebulous because she said, well, they'd be open to being bought out for the right amount. So I also think if she had the, well, I think exactly if she had the idea that she would come in and say we'd buy them out, I think the partners knew she was going on Shark Tank and said, we're not selling. We know there's going to be a bump in sales. So I think that they probably wouldn't give her that amount beforehand. And I suspect that after the Shark Tank bump, they're not going to want out then either. Well, now that they got her working for her for them full time at only a fraction uh, percentage ownership, you know, it's like she's wor- basically working, working for, for them. them. Yeah. Yeah. So we be- before we go through uh, with our in or out, I have to say that unfortunately the Wi-Fi was not working. But Fantasy Stats Guru, I'm assuming you're in the chat, so thank you for watching, and we will catch up on your comments but afterwards. Are we going to do our shark tip? Well, we don't have a shark tip at the moment, but let's go. Our takeaway. Well, my (laughs) takeaway is this is a cautionary tale to not give away the store. Um, as you see, look at look at what she did with, in terms of the equity, and she did talk. She was in dire mm-hmm. straits, and oh gosh, how can you avoid that? You know, if you can avoid that in any way, shape, or form. Um, I just got to interview a great woman, Meredith Bear. She is the biggest stager. She stages homes, real estate. She's national. She's going international, and I specifically asked her, and she goes, one of the ways I was able to keep a very even keel through the explosive growth um, of her company is she goes, every time I made a dime, it went back in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes, it allowed me to sleep at night. 
Um, and we talked about that mm -hmm. enabling you to have again this confidence right. and the joie de vivre and not feeling like you're in hell. Right. Yeah, the richest the richest companies in the world will hold on to as much equity as possible, or the richest people in the world for as long as possible because it's going to be worth more later down the line. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm not so putting um, Meg. I'm Megan's my working class hero, so I'm really sorry that that's the situation. Yeah. You know, and I almost think that Damon really was rooting for her, and maybe yeah. even though he is a shark, he is a businessman. That maybe that was part of it. He wanted to help her. Yeah. That was just my, my or, feeling. Or be in a, a partnership with somebody who could turn nothing into 2.8 million dollars in a short period of yeah. time. Yeah, which is impressive. So, Constance, would you be in or out? Oh, I'd be in. I'd be uh, in. I'm, I'm going to go out unless, see, they talked about a corporate market. There's, I think there could be something there, but I'm out. I'm going in. I think that even though I'm not necessarily a fan of the flowers, that I wouldn't want them in in exchange for real flowers. I'd rather have the real thing. I definitely see a market for it, mm -hmm. whether it's corporate or bridal for people who want it. So I am in. And hey, Megan, if you're listening, if you're watching, we would love to show off your beautiful flowers. So send go. some on yeah. in. And we'll, we'll put your flowers right here in the middle. And, uh, and talk about how great they are. And talk about how great they so, are. Yeah. And before we get into Style Club, let's also remind you guys, if you are listening to us on iTunes, don't forget, you can review us there, leave us five mm -hmm. stars. If you are watching us on YouTube, you can also subscribe, comment, we'll respond. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up button, which I feel like I yes. can't say without thumbs upping yeah. myself. Okay, thumbs up, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Style Club Hillary, she was asking for 500000 in exchange for 20%. And uh, basically... Uh, she owned clothing and it got picked up for Urban Outfitters which is really impressive that's a big chain um, she was her, in a lot of locations too she was in mm. all their locations and uh, she's also selling her stuff on uh, websites on the web yeah, I said websites twice because now Constance pulled up our yeah. I see myself moving Just, in the corner like of my eye. See, um, so um, yeah. basically she's sold $400,000 worth, um, mostly yeah. retail in about three to four months. But 300000 of that is for this one hat, yes. this babe hat with eyes on it. Now, did it surprise you that that was the big seller? Totally, three hundred grand from one hat uh, is is crazy. That's like it, it's it, it was a cause for concern too. Why are they making everything else? I have to <laughs> you know, it's like what's the point of the rest of the inventory <laughs> if three hundred to the four hundred grand came from a single hat? Yeah, uh, that's like, kind of why isn't the other stuff selling as well? Maybe we, we need talk to about redesign. Yeah, please. Can we talk? I mean, I follow style uh -huh. uh, quite a bit. It's yeah. a niche of niche, a niche. of a niche yes. of mine, and this surprised me because uh -huh. it's a very standard-looking baseball yeah. cap. It's something that's not new and exciting uh -huh. and millennial. Wait, it's just it was just kind of the words, right? With eyes right. and on eye, like I can't even see that would be. Was it like odd. total babe or something? They were supposed to be like closed eyes. So you had the little sort of U shape with eyelashes coming down for anyone who didn't see it, or if you're just listening, so you can't see us gesturing with our mm -hmm. hands wildly. But it's a <sighs> and it had what basically looked like closed eyes with eyelashes. Yeah. Just a baseball hat. I just yeah. want to do a quick shout out to uh, Fantasy Stats Guru because he's uh, uh, writing in here and says, sad day that Cam can't make it uh, to the show. We know. Uh, but congrats to him that he's moving on to more stuff. He had said a couple of things about the flowers here, but we're uh, beyond that now. <laughs> Um, sorry, fantasy stats. Yeah, sorry, fantasy stats. Uh, get with the program. Um, <laughs> no, but thanks for being there. With us. Yeah, um, we, yeah, I always like f having fantasy stats around. He feels yes. like he feels like the fourth panelist. There you so, go. So just there's a you know one like door shuts and a window opens. So Cam's gone and in comes fantasy stats. <laughs> That's very true. I, I didn't really understand this thing when she started presenting it. It was like I didn't get it. She was she she's talking about clothing, but then she's saying you can watch our music videos. I'm like, what is this? 
I had what? that same feel, yeah. and I thought that it was almost like too cool for school feel mm-hmm. that she has like these people there who are the live mannequins and they're posed, right. and they were there the whole time, and I just felt like I needed more. I just wanted to understand it, like what was it? And then she said, "We have all these influencers," which is you know that's how marketing is done is through social influencers or people that can you know carry the message mm-hmm. for you. They're soldiers in the field yeah. going off to battle for you, but. <laughs> I, I was just confused for a long period of time. And then until I heard that she got, uh, it was it American Apparel? Is that what we said? Urban Outfitters. Urban, Urban Outfitters. Outfitters. Same thing. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Urban Outfitters. But then she got that and she got so much uh, of a commitment and traction. But then to hear that they she had signed the exclusive deal yes. with them, it's like, boy, she just cut her uh, nose mm-hmm. off uh, right there. But, um, but she's got a, a lot of purchase orders that are out into the future, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. I, I, I don't know. I didn't I, I didn't see what was so unique about this and I didn't see I, I really didn't see the value in this. Yeah. Um it, mm-hmm. it seemed to me that she didn't have a proper business model in place yet, quite frankly. I just felt like I'd be gambling on Well that was a big problem. A nebulous cloud. With the uh, sharks that said no to her, they did point to essentially not enough data. So right, and that's something I remember from my forecasting days in graduate school that it was really hard to build models, uh forecasting models when you didn't have a lot of data to base them on. And that's one of the issues. I thought she gave a great presentation. My gosh, with the models, mm-hmm. I understood the business. Did you well, right off the bat? Very much. Huh. And I'm surprised that more people were not fighting and clawing and scratching. But um, the, the having a not enough data. For yeah, I would need to see like I would need that. to see the stats. This is how we've got X amount of social influencers. Each of them have mm-hmm. this amount of, uh, and she did that pretty well. She did say we've got up to what was it like 50 million via the social influencers. Okay, I get that. Um, but how much have you sold to that? And the, the answer is she sold zero right. through that. She had sold right. it all through retail. Exactly. So, so there's yeah. no point to what she is right. pushing, essentially. I think what's so difficult with clothing, and we've seen clothing a lot in the Shark Tank, is that it's such a personal thing. So yeah. you're essentially hiring or buying into a designer, I think, more right. than anything. I mean, we talked mm-hmm. about clothing two weeks ago. We've got clothing now. You're and, buying the designer. Exactly. You're not you're buying their company, I don't think. And, and Well, I think you're right. And it's like, and what did she prove that she could design and sell? A hat. A hat. <laughs> right. Gosh, wow, people were rough on her. It's so weird. Right. I don't know why I understood her business so much. The the videos she was making, the whole army of the social influencers, even though it hadn't been realized uh-huh. yet. That she was she I thought she had proved that look she could move a lot of merchandise. It doesn't matter uh-huh. whether it's just with one retailer. She uh-huh. can do it. She is set well, up to do biz. Yes. A hat. I don't think the issue is that it's just a hat. I think that the Sharks made a good point that mm. she's basically not diversified. So mm. if the store goes under, that's that it. That was interesting. So yeah. I think that was their big concern, a lot of them. And Lori thought that she would go a different way entirely with the business, which is why she was See, out. If she, if she had, alternatively, if she had come in with uh, not just having the store, but also having a significant amount of online yes. sales... Then you'd have something to talk about because yes. now you got two channels that are coming in. It's like, yeah, okay, here's our stats here. Here's what we, we've accomplished on the retail side. Uh, and therefore, we had the valuation that we do. But I just didn't yeah. – it was way too nebulous on the retail uh, for me. And I think that's exactly where it comes into that you're buying into a designer because the only way then that she can sell aside from Urban Outfitters is to do new designs, which right. are then unproven because right now the only thing that's selling essentially is her hat. Yeah. So, but again, yeah. we were only talking three to four months that she'd been in, and which is amazing stuff. how much revenue she did yes. in three to four months. But uh, just, you know, the kind of the promise and the talk around social influencers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people talk about yes. that. So I think hence the reason why. Okay, 
yeah, good idea, but let's see some action. Yes, and that's yeah. actually, it's funny, I moderated a panel, um, a fashion panel, yeah. actually, for the American Marketing Association, and that was one of the topics that were brought up, because some uh, social media influences, particularly in the fashion style um, space, are getting lots of money, lots and lo- like crazy sure. amounts. I don't even want to put the wrong one out there, but it was like my mind went, you know, yeah. my eyebrows were going up right. when they were saying, and they go, quantifying what we're getting the value is not a lot of that money is going away mm-hmm. because it's like the gig is up in a yeah. sense well and it's gonna and it's gonna continually increase because of advertising costs and all that type of stuff but the um the thing is is that you know i remember when my business when i was launching people were like just go be on oprah it's like, go be on oprah okay that's not a business strategy how what's your business strategy social influencers right. and it's like that's your, you know, it's like, okay, just give me some stats. Show me what you've done with social influencers. Show me what, you know. It's kind of like, yeah. like the tech, the tech boom. It's kind of like, what's your strategy? Oh, you're doing a social website. influencers. Great. Yeah. Here, take 400,000. Like take 1999. Yeah. I've got a website. Dude. Everyone's going to love it. What's your strategy? I've got a website. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's I've got a website. Yes. Good name. Venture capital yeah. money. Here you go. Get this. Five million. Email. <laughs> you're going to call it E for electronics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> E-toys. Can we do just the tip? Actually, I know someone who owned Pets.com and sold it and is Made doing it pretty, very well. Oh, they <laughs> sold it probably at the right time. I think time he sold. I don't think he Because I had anymore. friends yeah. working on a lot of these companies. At any rate, so she did get a couple of offers. Hillary got one from Damon, 500000 right. but he wanted 33 and a third percent. Mm-hmm. She also got an offer from Mark who said that right up front he was not willing to team with anyone. Um, he would do the 500000 but he would do it as a line of credit. He would then ask for eight percent interest, which is versus the ten to twelve, which is more common, and then um, for twenty-two percent equity. So, um, if you followed that, that's right. slightly more equity than she was initially offering at twenty percent. But it would be also a line of credit, not um, or excuse me, an interest loan, yes. not just money, which sounded scary to me. She but has she has to said pay yes. that back. That's the thing. Right, five hundred grand. Said, she has to pay back. And she said yes to Mark immediately. I think she should have said yes to Damon. That's what I thought. And I know why she probably went with Mark is because of the glitter and the tech space and the major push. And because he doesn't say yes a lot, but when he does, he's pretty much all in. But I thought that the same thing. Um, We were giving up equity for an 8% loan. Loan plus equity. And still 22% equity. Exactly. exactly. I I, I agree. I would have hit Give 10% more to the guy who knows clothing. Yeah. And have him on board with you, uh, and then you don't have to pay the five hundred grand back in the beginning yeah. of a business. That's that's a tough yeah. uh, burden. To she carry. got taken in by the stake, you know, the sizzle on the stake. I the thought. sizzle on the stake. If I can speculate, I think so just too. A tip. So before we move on, why don't you go ahead since you're eager to do it? Okay, tip. like the tip. <laughs> Chris I think. Howard can do this one. Yeah, this is a shark tip, right? Okay. So the shark tip on this one is, um, <laughs> I, I, I think with her, uh, what are we talking about? The clothing. Right? <laughs> And that's Chris's tip. No, I think no, my tip is this. My tip is that uh, you really do need to get stats. You can't uh, you can't sell a business on conjecture or something that you mm. you know you, you cook up in your head. I think one of the big problems was also that she was in an exclusive deal with yeah. uh, the clothing store with a retail outlet. So to even be talking about what she was going to do online was premature because she yeah. didn't have the right to do anything online to sell anything online. So uh, I, I, my tip is is to get those stats, get a track record of success that somebody can build a model on. Although it's 
It's interesting that you say she couldn't sell anything online because that part wasn't clear. She has an exclusive deal with Urban Outfitters. Is that for anything she designs or is that for only these current designs? Because her deal with them is through 2017. She said she has the purchase orders through then. Mm. But it was not clear if that's for anything she designs in the future. Right, and she could always be doing it under a different umbrella company as well. And Okay, yep. So, moving right along to Safe Catch, we had Brian and Sean who were asking $600,000 for... Three percent. That know. is a small percent. <sighs> Basically, they have a machine that will test mercury in fish. Additionally, they've started their own line of tuna. So, did you want to taste the tuna? Because I really did. Same here. <laughs> I'd be into tasting it. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> if you guys are listening and or watching right now, we would also love to showcase your tuna right on the middle in the middle of the desk. We want and the talk tuna. about how amazing it tastes. We want the cupcakes even more, but we'll get to that. <laughs> We're not at cupcakes not yet. Cupcakes with the tuna sauce. So the big thing with the machine is that they said it costs, or, or excuse me, not with the machine, but with the canned tuna, is that it costs them a dollar twenty to make. Uh, it sells for two dollars, <laughs> and then it retails for three to four dollars. Now you can buy canned tuna fish for something like ten cans for a dollar. I mean, I'm really? exaggerating, but it is very inexpensive. Seventy nine cents. It's very inexpensive. No kidding, because they were said she had said that they were priced pretty uh, pretty evenly with most of the stuff that's out there. That's not the no, case. No, they said they were higher, but they didn't make it seem like they were significantly higher. Right. To me, three to four dollars is a significant difference. Ooh, yes. I mean, are you guys worried about eating tuna because of the mercury? I'm not, but I know that there are people who okay. would consider that, and if they've got safe catch versus mm-hmm. not, I think that could be a very big selling point, like a Whole Foods mm-hmm. thing. Um, I thought the the valuation on this was ridiculous, yeah. utterly ridiculous. <laughs> they got it. Utterly ridiculous. And like, it was a little scary. So they had put in nine hundred thousand, and they had nine hundred thousand in debt as well. Um, they're in twenty one hundred stores right now, and they have mm-hmm. sold one point two five million worth. And um, but they've lost five hundred and thirty thousand dollars already. Fourteen million. They, they yes, what they is, wait, uh, wait, prior it, they had invested fourteen million, and then the guy came right. in and bought it up for a million. But that didn't count. But right now they're losing. Five no, I know, but but it, it, we say they it doesn't count, count because it doesn't count in his mind, right. but it did in the mind of the sharks. They're like, what are you saying? You just threw away fourteen million dollars on this previously. This is utterly ridiculous, and you're losing the five hundred thousand, right. and you get the nine hundred thousand debt. It's like, yeah. what are you saying? And that's going to make me want to buy this ridiculous amount for three percent. I just thought it was utterly ridiculous. They were not impressed. No. They were not impressed. I thought this was the best example I've seen of not having a clear business in mind because mm. I thought that the machine was a business that you go to. I, I was know, trying to figure that out. Where they yeah. go to fish stores or wherever they're going to test Whole Foods, wherever they buy their fish from, whatever. That machine to me was one business. Uh-huh. Can tuna is a whole separate right, business to right. me. Why do they even talk about the machine? It didn't have to be there. And I also felt like the machine was slow. Right? I mean, it was going They're like, and going. does that result come up yet? <laughs> like, uh. I mean, they said they can do, I think, like a thousand tests in a day. I, I don't have that number. Oh, yes, I do have that. The machine can test a thousand a day. Uh-huh. And, but it felt very slow to me and using the syringe and I don't know. So I would have been fine with one product or the other, but both together, I felt like. You know what this reminded much. me of was the, the, the doggy pee stick. How on earth did this remind you of that? <laughs> because, I mean, who's going to go check the pee of their dog? And then who's going to take the little salmon piece of flesh or the uh, <laughs> the tuna piece of flesh to put in the meter? Or it kind of reminds me of the little glass that you look through the glass to see the suntan lotion on your kid. Oh. <laughs> 
Okay. So anyone, yeah. first of all, who hadn't who hasn't seen last season, what Chris is referring to uh, with the doggy pee stick, stick mm-hmm. is that there was an entrepreneur who came on and who realizes that you can check a lot of things with urine, and so mm-hmm. um, you could take like basically a um, a piece, essentially litmus paper that you put in your Test dog's the urine your dog to by... check the dog's health, and so but you have to hold it underneath the dog as it's going so to get the sample. That that is what he's referring to. Oh, you got to look through this little monocle <laughs> to see the sun if the sun screens uh, done right. evenly over your child and last week you have we to talked get the flesh of the flesh of the tuna put it in your big contraption that you bought to test the uh, the level of mercury how about you get seems... a product that combines all three the pee stick there you the go know your dog's the tuna. pee <laughs> test your machine. tuna and that's why also with this machine I felt like I didn't even need this demonstration because... It didn't have to be there. You're it didn't right. have yeah. to be there. We're syringing the test. You're not going to do that. Like, it's not a Just say, we figured out the way how to get to it. To check it. To check it, right. And even at, like, Whole Foods, what are you going to... Before you buy your fish, you're going to ask them to syringe a piece out. We can give you safer tuna. Right. You're we just going to trust Whole Foods right. that they know what they're doing and they've picked safe fish. So but The problem is they didn't have... To your point, they didn't have a business model beyond the machine. All they created was a machine. They thought, you know what? Let's talk about safe tuna. Yeah. Like, we have a machine, let's yeah. make a brand to go yeah, with it. exactly. Yes. I thought they would have done far better to only have the machine, quite frankly, and not get into this high-end tuna. I, I thought the machine was just too, like, I just didn't see it. Like, is a restaurant really going to say, our tuna is safer, uh, and then they're going to measure their 1,000 fish a day? But not from the restaurant. I think they're doing it from where they buy the fish at the source. So, so they're going to the, license the machine to somebody or sell the machine to somebody? I think somebody? the machine would be purchased by, I don't know what you call people who sell fish, like... To the distributor or whatever the it is, the suppliers. Thank you. Suppliers I don't know why I can't. This is a higher them. level you know? of right. But so. how much could they charge for the machine, and how many you know, would they sell really? You know what I'm saying? It's like right. They, I guess how many people are right, how many distributors are yeah. they? They have what they need one, two, three. How many machines do they need? Great point. Yeah, well, so it's like, I might be out right. now. So on a presentation, <laughs> I'm going to be in on just the machine, but you make an excellent point. From a presentation perspective, it always goes to the idea is like just make it keep it really, really, really simple because they're enmeshed in their business. They really understand mm-hmm. it. It makes sense to them. And naturally, when you have a business, you become very attached to it. So they started getting, I thought, a little prickly. Um, yeah. When they were getting some uh, pushback yeah. from the sharks, they got a little prickly. And um, I think that that's something that you always have to manage. You know, when we're watching the condensed version of this yeah. situation on TV, um, naturally some things are put for yeah. dramatic effect. But the prickliness, you can be strong, yeah. but to be to seem visibly annoyed, which is hard to do. I mean, I'm not judging them because I understand that this is their blood, yeah. sweat, and tears. You know yeah. what I mean? And they're 14 million. <laughs> yeah, they're 14 million. Geez. But we saw that a couple in a couple of them tonight where... They had their preconceived notion of what they wanted to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here they wanted to talk about how big the mm-hmm. fish market is. And that, and that's whenever I hear people saying, but this is a trillion dollar market. Yeah. This is this. We don't care. Right. Because what we care about is how much of that can you get? Yes. And so right. people think Precisely. that they can throw out these numbers Four and that it sounds yes. impressive mm-hmm. to the investor and it doesn't. Yes. They don't care about that. They want to know how are you going to tap into that, which is what these guys just weren't providing they weren't providing anything Mm -hmm. and it's such a ridiculous valuation it's kind of like the first line in that adam smith book um from probably 200 years ago where he said always speak to a man's interests so just go in don't think about yourself Mm -hmm. and your blood sweat and tears just think about what you know talk to their interest only 
Well, it's my turn for a shark tip before yes. we are in or out. Yes. And my shark, shark tip. tip on this one is definitely if you are going to have a business, be clear about what your business is, not your business model even, but your product. And don't make new products when you don't have to. So, Constance, are you in or out on Safe Catch? Oh, I'd be out. You're out. I'm out. I'm out as well. It sounds like we are unanimous on that. We're all out. I know. Yeah, fantasy stats, are you in or out? Yeah, fantasy <laughs> stats said that a little earlier that. Um, oh god, we gotta. Um, well, people aren't going to be testing their own tuna. It's the company who does right. one. Right. 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 And he did have mention that also Chris is just throwing his tips, his tip all over the place. Oh, would you please stop <laughs> fantasy stats? Okay. Right. So moving along to our final product <laughs> of the night was be somebody, which makes me want to say, do we want to say tag be somebody hashtag. It was hashtag. He had a hashtag in front of it. He had it, but he never said it. That's true. So I now I feel like, how do I say this? Do you feel lost? I feel a little lost. So I'm going to call it (laughs) be somebody parentheses possibly with a hashtag. So uh, his name is Cash. He was asking. Here's another biggie. One million dollars for ten percent of his business. (laughs) Basically, what this business is, and he did have a really cool presentation, which we'll talk about. But basically, what this business is is that. If you are interested in any sort of adventure or something that you want to learn, you can go on his app and find experts who will teach you. So let's say you want to learn how to be a better soccer player. You can go on the app, find someone who isn't even an Olympian necessarily, but someone who just loves soccer, and they'll teach you. So it's trading your skills, essentially. So did you see it that way? I kind of thought it was more the personality types because why wouldn't you, if it wasn't the Olympian soccer player, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you just go online and look for karate studios or soccer teams and well and that's exactly what i wondered why no one brought that up because i don't think you had to be famous he did have a very impressive olympian as part of his demonstration but it did not appear that you had to because he said if you want to learn ninja skills you can go to this ninja but still those are people that you could probably contact uh, online separately right which is why i did not understand (laughs) why you would go to his right what do you think um, yeah, and that's this is such an interesting um, presentation for us because it really teaches us about all branding, no business. Right. Right. It's, you need a little brand. You need a little amuse bouche. You need a little excitement, a little glamour. That's but you what have the, to know he was when all to glamour. zip it. You know, it has to be just given out in little doses, just enough yeah. to tiltillate, to get them interested, to get them on your side, to get tiltilate? them to love you. I think you. it's titillate. Til, til, how is it? Titillate. Okay, titillate. Tipillate. Anywho, and this was exhibit A of that. We always learn on Shark Tank, and this week is no exception. But this one is right. a big one that is a problem that sometimes happens because of all this inspiration, this yeah. be, everyone's going to be a star. But you hear star. people talk that way, though, too. Like, you hear people that are kind of, I was thinking, kind of, I, I said airy fairy, you know. And I, you know, I love everybody, but uh, it's um, <laughs> except for me, yeah, except for you, and she's and me, all right. Yeah, and Chloe's okay. Zoe did, but uh, <laughs> Zoe did. So why? Um, but uh, yeah, it was just all concept, 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 concept. Be somebody. You get to be somebody, and it's like you know. I, I suppose it was an interesting. What was interesting to me was the idea of being the matchmaker between big name people. Mm-hmm that you could get access to that you couldn't get access to them any other way. That, I think that kind of is a, like being a, a represent, like a uh, promoter of mm-hmm. these big name people. And I'm going to give you access that you couldn't get 
anyplace else. Well, it just does not make much sense to me right. because if they're big enough, they have agents. So if you really wanted them, but there's a high cost, so why would they do this for a low cost? And for, if you have not had a chance to actually see the episode mm -hmm. yet, basically in his presentation, he would say to the sharks, hey, do you feel like you want ninja skills? And then he had someone come in and do really cool stunts with a giant tire. Mm -hmm. And then, hey, if you feel like you want to learn Bollywood dancing, and he had some Bollywood dancers come in. Mm -hmm. So basically he was showing us different things that you could, different right. scenarios, different skills that mm -hmm. you could try out. So it was a really neat presentation just in terms of watching and I loved the dancing, things like that. What I thought was kind of cool about his after was how you put in what your interests were and mm -hmm. it lined you up with potential people that you could connect with. I thought that was kind of cool. But it know? wasn't people as much as it would line you up with activities. Experiences. So experiences. So if you were interested in whitewater rafting, it would give you maybe the top whitewater rafting location. Yeah, but see, that's the and search engine that will do that. I yeah. agree. So the only thing I can think with this product in particular is that you have to be, this would have been like a good one for Chris Saka because you have to be at least farsighted enough to say like, oh, Instagram, well, doesn't Facebook already have photos? So you're basically doing the same thing. Okay, I'm going to invest. I mean, it's so essentially, it, you have to be looking ahead enough, I guess, that I while it's the same thing, I'm going to put enough money into it to make it bigger than the same thing. Right. That, right? Makes, that makes sense to me. I think, I think you get a point there. And it's um, the, the idea, see, I think where you could have something is the idea that we're going to get, because right now we, we have access to celebrities like we've never had before through mm -hmm. via social yeah. media and stuff. But if you had oh, access to buy that person's attention, yeah. Um, where they're going to come and spend lunch with you or come and do this with you. And the, the stars would, if, they, if, they, if the price is right. Well, that's exactly it. If the price is right, so you could call their agent. Like, for but instance, people won't do that. You're well, of course they won't because maybe they don't have $50,000 to spend on it. But, but, but people who do have 50000 will just call their agents but and what set if, it up. What if uh, you could go hang out with, uh, well, I'll use Corey Feldman because you just saw him. Uh, what if Corey, <laughs> you, you say, hey, Corey Feldman, for $5,000... Uh, you're going to go and have lunch with this person or you're going to go and uh, do something. But right? how or, is that different from contacting his agent? Because, and of course he has an appearance Because nobody, people aren't going to go out reaching out to agents. And that's this is essentially where it's like, these people, you could go and have lunch with these people. This one's $500. This one's $5,000. This person will go rollerblading with you. I don't think they want um, that. That's why they have agents to begin with. But we're, I think... I, I would actually beg to differ. I think that a lot of I stronger people, beg to differ. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people would love to monetize their time more yes. effectively, where they, because they're these, you know, they do a film when they're eight and they don't have anything to do anymore. You know, uh, Macaulay Culkin, um, you know, uh, poor guy. But um, but you look at that and it's like, would he, you know, if you gave him ten grand, would he come and uh, go skydiving with you or you know? <laughs> All right, this is so Plus, weird. It's like you're paying for your best friend. So as we wrap yeah, this up, basically, <laughs> he has been doing this for one year in Austin, Texas already. And uh, he did make $2,000 last month. That's it. Everyone is basically out uh, because Barbara was pretty harsh. She said she mm -hmm. found him annoying. Um, everyone was also really worried about liability if mm. something happened during the um, actual experiences. So he did not get a deal. Everyone disliked him. It was kind of sad. Before we get into in or out, Constance, do you have a shark tank? A shark, I, I, shark tank I, I, tip. I, I, that was like a tongue twister. A shark <laughs> tank tip. Oh, well, Mark Cuban, um, I think, hinted at it when he said, you're doing a lot of talking. So, again, he d gave a very lively, very animated presentation, but it could have been a lot shorter, right? So it's like give the, um, the amuse-bouche, which is just to clarify because it's a great little term I learned recently, so I'm throwing it around. But it's this little thing that you're sometimes given at a 
restaurant. It's just like a little, it's like a mini, mini appetizer, and it's meant to... Tickles your um, tongue. To, to get yeah. the palate kind of going and salivating and to get excited about your courses that are to come. So it is a mousse-bouche. I don't know what, how it exactly translates. Suffice it to say, that is the idea of the pitch. So there was a lot of wind-up, um, too long of a wind-up, and they get annoyed. And yeah. he didn't listen. Yeah. He didn't listen. He kept trying to go and convince them of something that they didn't want to hear. Um, he thought that he knew that if he could just get them enrolled in the passion, right. and that's not what they wanted to hear. They wanted the nuts and bolts. Right. So it's like, pay attention to what they want and give them what they want. Right. And honestly, I wasn't even clear if he was doing that purposely. If he either was so passionate he had no business sense, or if he had business he sense but he them. couldn't get it. Like I wasn't even clear at that point because... It was so over the top where they would say, tell us this. And he'd say, no, wait, I'm going to show you my 8 by 11 card that says be right. somebody. And <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? So another right. Shark Tank bonus tip is listen, people. Yes. And, it, it, you know, we talk about it's very compelling often when people use their own stories, but to do so in a very prudent, in a very selective way and to do so um, in, you know, again, a yeah. measured way. It's about the art of the pitch. And for instance, he talked about his time at Procter, Procter and Gamble and GoPro. And that was interesting where he talked right. about he would turn 30 and he was looking at his life. Yeah. That was the part that was compelling. And then it's like zippy, stop there and go yeah. into business. Absolutely. So yeah. Constance, were you in or out on Be Somebody? I was out. Um, if- you know, it's interesting. I, if uh, I like the idea, but, uh, and he even had a lot of energy and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that that talk about uh, mission and be somebody mm-hmm. and the black sign and all of that stuff can work when you're firing up the troops, mm-hmm. not with investors, right. but when you're firing up the people that are going to be pushing the brand and that right. type of thing. So I like the idea. I wouldn't give him the kind of money he wanted for it. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe if he wanted to give 60 or 70 percent of the business right. for the other and he was going to work it full time, you know, maybe for one million how much did he ask? Oh, he asked for a million dollars. Yeah. No, 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 no. And so I would be out as well. And uh, just to say also fantasy stats, we were able to get the chat up on screen. So excited oh, now to we see, see that. You. And um, we're, we agree with you. I think that you would definitely need a lot of exclusivity deals with big names, yes. like you say, because right now that's what I said. Damn it. <laughs> it doesn't count when Chris fantasy Howard says Stats says so, it, and you're in. So as we wrap things up, there was an update on Wicked Good Cupcakes, mm-hmm. which Kevin talks about a lot. That's a company that he bought into. Mm-hmm. Basically, they sell cupcakes that are in a jar, and apparently they're Wicked Good. And um, they're just about to sell, or as of this um, vignette, they had sold their one millionth cupcake jar. Uh, before they were on Shark Tank, they had sold $100,000, and since then they have sold $10 million. They have also um, gotten a 21,000-square-foot facility. They're up to 30 plus employees and they even have partnerships like with Cinnabon so we are dying to try these cupcakes I have to say because we're in California the shipping costs are a little bit astronomical I looked yeah. online so but, but Wicked Good Cupcakes if you want to send them we would love to put your cupcakes right here in the center of our table and we talk have about them. a wicked appetite and we will <laughs> taste your cupcakes and we will proselytize to the world <laughs> if this is really what they're uh, they purport themselves to be then we'll be in. See, this is where we get the differences because you talk about the flowers, and this uh-huh. is where I would not understand a cupcake in a jar. Listen, anyway, a cupcake yeah. comes, we'll eat it. Yes, I think so too. <laughs> All the way. So, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of our Shark Tank After Show. Once again, of course, we will be here next week again and Monday night, 10 10 p.m. start time Pacific Standard. Come join us in the chat. Hopefully, we will get it working. I'm Zoe Hewitt. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zoe Said What. That's Z O E Said What. You can also find me on YouTube at 
at Zoe Hewitt Hosting. Where can we find you, Chris? Chris Howard. Find me at Chris Howard Live on Twitter and Instagram. Also go to legendarylivingdaily.com for daily tips, inspiration, motivation, entrepreneurial things, and legendarylivingtv.com for YouTube. Yes, and when you're not being inspired by CHL or Chris Howard Live to the layperson, you can check me out on Instagram at Constance Dunn or at Twitter, Constance Dunn. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.